Meanwhile, in the pod cave. to a very special edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I say it's a very special edition because we actually have Brian uh, as a correspondent at the San Diego Comic-Con. The, the that first, is true. The first SDCC that any of the Podmen have ever ventured into, so congratulations. And possibly the last, since, uh, you know, PMR will not board a, a plane. So, unless you can book a train trip out to San Diego Comic-Con, it's probably never happening. That road trip, we're at Route 66. Yeah. I told y'all we could do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. It just got to take a month off work. All right. I got the time. <laughs> Ron, Bodman Ron's got the time to take off work. Uh, but, or just get fired. Or, yeah, that'd probably I, be easier. I can fucking do that, <clears throat> So, uh, <clears throat> Brian, you're at the... Um, San Diego Comic Con, which I think, as everybody probably knows, is the biggest comic book convention now, almost Hollywood movie TV convention in the world, possibly. Uh, and it hasn't started yet, but you've done a little bit of sightseeing, and now you're sitting down to a a wonderful dinner, and and decided yes. to and your family, you're with your whole family, true. And they're staring at me while I talk. And they to you and idiots. and you said that yeah, it'd probably be a good idea to record a podcast tonight. Yeah, uh, that's, that was the plan. I wanted to, to have a pre-Comic-Con uh, podcast before we had the, you know, the, the live. Yeah, that's you know, a good, in the, in the of it. that's good, but uh, luckily Podman Ron wants to do a full review of uh, eight yeah, episodes man, of Stranger Things. On, so hopefully, <laughs> enjoy, we've done anything. We enjoy the breadsticks and... Uh, and, and you are going to, you need to, you know, make sure you record some audio and send it to us and we can edit it into, you know, the, uh, the show for next week. Yeah, since you guys have a lot of pictures, basically what we did, we came down, uh, because there are all these, all these vendors are setting up outside the convention center. Yeah. So like, uh, if you go like a, a block or two in any direction outside the convention center, there's all these exhibitors set up. So you've got, Fox has got a huge area. Uh, with like, they'll have games, like carnival games, and they've even got a Ferris wheel. Uh, Adult Swim's got a huge area with like, um, there's like bounce houses and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's a ton of exhibitors outside. Not, you know, the, the, the convention hadn't even started yet, and they got all this stuff going on outside, so. Yeah. It's crazy, I'm sure. It is crazy. And, uh, Podman Ron, uh, did you go to the Atlanta Comic Con? Last weekend? I did not. I, I did not. Nah. I, I, I could not. So, no. So, so Brian's the only convention it. person. <clears throat> I'm the convention correspondent. He's our, he's our only convention correspondent this week. Not Although, right. I'm sure the Atlanta Con would have, uh, you know, been of equal, uh, of, uh, equal interest, you know, with all the – it had Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, Val Kilmer. I saw uh, – uh, a friend of mine uh, posted a picture with Val Kilmer. He's looking fantastic. Got an ascot I mean, on covering his uh, feeding tube, and so it's, well, he's also well. No, he's also got. He's about to be in the new uh, Top Gun movie. I mean, the man's making a comeback. He's making a huge he's, comeback. He's gonna play. Uh, he's gonna play Iceman's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the man is on the verge. To make it a of, of not making <laughs> it at all. Of not making it at all. Did you, you guys saw the photo I sent you guys where it, where he looked? I put a bit of side by side of Val Kilmer and uh, Madam, the yeah. puppet from the 1970s television show. They, there's a Spot lot of similarities on. there. Uh, so Brian, what's your what's your plan in the morning? What are you going to attack first? You think? Well, uh, tomorrow's the preview day, so you only got it the preview day if you had tickets to the four days. I think it opens at five. Right, babe. 
Okay. Four. It opens at four. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but the uh, uh, a lot of the outside <laughs> pop ups apparently are going to start opening at like three. So we'll probably head over here about three. See what's going on outside. Line up. Go in. We got to get the twins their passes. Um, I've got Hasbro um, tomorrow exhibitor uh, for uh, so you can go get exclusive uh, items. And then uh, CGC has set up uh, two booths where you can go ahead and schedule. Um, uh, Frank Miller signing, Jim Lee signing, uh, Robert Kirkman signing. <laughs> All right, um, Brian, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but who are you going to get signing? I mean, what what is your what is your agenda? Yeah, what wait, you what's your plan? You're you going to hit all of them. Plan? So, all right. So uh, Miller is a hundred bucks. Frank Miller is a hundred bucks. But I mean, what's is, that for, is that for just a signature, or is that a picture with them, or what? I think it's just a signature, but it's a signature, but it's going to, but CGC is like facilitating it. So like you'll go, you'll go straight into getting it graded. So I went and I picked up a copy of uh, Dark Knight Returns number two, you know, the first, uh, first, uh, oh man, what's her name? Uh, the Robin. What's her, what's her Carrie Kelly? Carrie Kelly. What's her first name? Carrie Kelly. Uh, first appearance of Carrie Kelly. Um, it's a real good situation. I think it's probably going to be a, like a nine, Five or better, but I got it for signature. And then I got um, uh, J- uh, Batman six hundred eight, which is the first Jim Lee Hush story. I got a good copy of it for him to sign. Uh, and then I'm trying to get. I'm hoping somebody. I couldn't find one, but I'm hoping somebody has a copy of Invincible number one because both um, Kirkman and Ryan Otley are here. So I thought it'd be cool to get both those signed and then send it in. So Frank Miller is a hundred bucks. Jim Lee is sixty bucks. Um, Kirkman, I think, is 40 bucks. Otley is 30 bucks. He may be 20 bucks. But then Busey's here, too. So I got, um, a, the variant cover of Avengers Volume 3, number 12. Ron, you know what I'm talking about, where it's got the circle. It's the white cover with the circle. And there, you've got this cover. I think you, yeah, I think you may even have a poster of it. What's it but, um, What is it? Avengers Volume 3, number 12. That, the, George Perez variant issue cover. Oh, white yeah, cover. Yeah. White cover and the circular. So I got a copy of it. So I was going to get Busey to sign it and, uh, um, and get it graded as well. So that's like my, my grade stuff. The big one I want to try and find is, um, I feel like everybody's going to have like a, a walking dead, but I, I, of the two, I like invincible better. Um, so I was hoping I could get that signed by 13. So tomorrow I gotta go drop off all that stuff at CGC, and then I guess they they schedule times for you to come back, and get your item signed. They hold it the whole time and they keep it in the bag, and then it goes straight into the hmm. into the grading system. Right. So, so so you know that it's real. You know that Frank Miller's still still alive and signing things. He's still kicking for the time being. All right. So, like, is there any celebrities you're going to get pictures with, or can you get pictures like you do with, like down there in uh, MegaCon? In theory, yes. So what's what's happening is, but I don't know that you pay. I feel like all of the the, the celebrities are all showing up these exhibits, like uh, for the different networks and the different um, uh, the different um, uh, programs, movies. All stuff's getting promoted. So, like uh, Fridays. I've got that, um, uh, the, uh, my breakfast on a yacht. Did I tell y'all that? I mean, I thought I told you about it, but did I tell you how that, that came down? How that worked? Uh, how that, sorry. So, DC Universe app, which I subscribe to like day one, um, which is, it's good. You know, it's got a, it's got Doom Patrol, it's got, uh, Titans, Young Justice, uh, it's also got, um, the, uh, uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? Yeah. Um, and then all of the uh, the comics, they've got like 25,000 comics on there, which is really cool. Um, so I signed up for it day one because they did like a they did like an early bird offer. I think I got like uh, a year and a half for the cost of a year. Right. Well, uh, so week before last, I got an email saying, you know, register for this special DC Universe member event for San Diego Comic Con. And so I registered, and then uh, it, you know, it said, we'll get in contact with you if you get picked. Contact with you if you get picked. So I get the email that I got picked, and it's actually right behind San Diego Convention Center is like a marina, because it's right there on the water. There's a marina with all these yachts. So what they're doing is 
This is all free. It's Friday morning. It's a brunch on the yacht with uh, people from the DC Universe television shows. So I show up at a certain time with my invite, and I get walked onto a yacht to have breakfast with the stars. All right. We can't wait to see. Hopefully, you'll be posting on Instagram. I just sent you the uh, password. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tamara signed up for um, Veronica Mars, so she'll get to uh, listen to a panel with uh, Kristen Bell um, and get some – she gets an autograph. So she gets to meet Kristen Bell, and she gets autographed in the entire cast. All right. Very nice. All right. Well, it sounds like you got everything uh, planned out. Whoa, whoa, back, back whoa, whoa, up. Whoa, 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 Kristen Bell? Kristen Bell. That, that was yep. a delayed response. And the entire cast. So, of the show. I tried to sign up for um, Doom Patrol. And what, what happens is you get a, you, for every day you're there, you get a certain allotment of, of points. And you go in and you bid on this stuff. And depending on how many points, it's almost like how many times your name gets thrown into the hat. Um, but there's still a lottery. So she threw all of her points for like the entire day at Veronica Mars. Oh. And she got in. Kristen, Kristen Bell's like my number one right now. Oh, wow. Well, may, maybe that's something Tamara can pass along to him. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if we're gonna make something happen for you. So, yeah, see, and then I've got um, uh, Scott Snyder and um, Greg Capullo. I got into a session for them uh, to sign stuff. Oh, so I got uh, I got a book for them to sign. That I was gonna get graded as well, but Snyder and Capullo. Hello? I think he's uh, putting us on mute while he's eating a little bit. That is exactly what I'm doing. All right. Well, it sounds like you got everything planned out. We uh, we wish you well in your future endeavors there at Comic Con, and uh, expect some. some Are we going to get pictures? I mean, if you run into this, like, say you're walking down the hallway and there's. Uh, uh, the little guy plays Spider-Man, the little Spider-Man guy. Yeah, you little see Spider-Man. Him. Are you gonna are you gonna walk up to him and say, "Hey, can I get a picture with you, little little man?" Yeah, because they're just randomly just roaming the hallways. I imagine they do. They roam. They randomly roam. They talk about that all the time. They they will roam, but they they put on a costume so they're in disguise while they're walking around. They don't just walk the floor without a disguise. There may be a few of them that do that. There may be. You don't know, Brian. I imagine the ones that don't do that are coming around with security. So I really don't want to get thrown out of my first time. But I'll see what I can do. Are you going to Hall H? Hello? Sorry, no. Uh, the plan is not to, because like the Hall H stuff is like, like a beast in and of itself. Um, people get in there, and when they can't, there's it's so big they can't clear the room. So people will get in there and spend twelve hours in Hall H. Yeah, that um, sucks. I wouldn't do it. And it, it almost seems like there's so many exhibitors outside, and like DC's got a huge booth, and they've got all these events at the booth. It's almost like I feel like they're like. You know what? You can see our content at our booth, but you don't have to sit in Hall H. Marvel's not going to be there. Uh, DC, the stuff that is in Hall H is like um, Batman Beyond, a twenty-year, like a twentieth anniversary thing. There's a panel. There's a there's a um, Batman panel with like Michael Uslin. It's it's not new stuff. So I, I, yeah, my plan is to hit other stuff. I don't, I don't, I gotta feel like once you get in Hall H, you're either not getting out or, or you get in there and it's something you don't care about and you're stuck there for two hours. So it just seems like a time sink. Well, uh, speaking of time sink, can we move on to Stranger Things real quick? Podman Ron, you wanted to talk about that. (laughs) I do want to talk about Stranger Things, but before we talk about that, is there any good things on prom in past days? I've tried multiple times to watch Good Omens, and I don't think I've gotten a, past a half hour. No, 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 no. I mean, like, bargains, because it's prom day or something. Oh, 
No, Prime Day is just when Jeff Bezos tries to get rid of the shit that he can't sell normally. Uh, It's just kind of the crap stuff. Nah. Just the Uh, crap stuff. We picked up a six-liter Instapot. There you go, crap. Or six-quart Instapot. So if you need an Instapot, you'll use it it once and then never use it again. Oh. Sorry. Nothing. All right. All right. What else would you like now to talk about? Now we can about? move on. Now we, okay. Cause I know that people listen to our podcast for deals that have happened in the past three days that they've missed out on. So that's good that we're, hey, we're keeping, I, you know, I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, that's good. Know. All right. So uh, Stranger Things season three, uh, Podman Ron, you are a huge eighties fan. Uh, Brian, you've what? proven yourself to be a huge eighties fan. You've ordered the new Coke. Um, be, be interested to hear if you've tasted the new Coke, um, the promotion associated was, with uh, Stranger Things. Uh, I was waiting for you guys to get a couple cans so we can do it all at the same time for our listeners. Uh, well, all there right. you go. I'll get, I'll get me a couple cans. I won't get one. I'll remember it, and I'll vaguely remember the taste of it. Uh, so so how how was this bit of nostalgia for you, Podman Ryan? Uh, actually, I did like it. I uh, uh, like I told Brad in the green room, I thought it moved kind of slow the first half of it. A little, a little too slow for me. I felt myself kind of not dozing off, but being really bored. But the last two or three episodes really kicked it up high gear and, uh, enjoyed them. I enjoyed the last three episodes tremendously. Uh, I liked all the little 80s references. Of course, the 80s music, the, I like the, uh, the characters are really good. All except the little, little sister, the little girl that was annoying. <clears throat> the little African American girl, she annoyed me, but that everybody thought she was that precocious little. You gotta child. have a precocious child in there, without uh, a doubt. Well, she was annoying. I, I, I couldn't act very, she was a terrible actress, so, like, eh. yeah. if you want to be annoying little African American sister, be D. Thomas on uh, what's happening. That that right there. Yeah, that's she the blueprint. Perfect. That's the blueprint. She was fantastic. It would be hard to cast her as like an eight year old, considering she's like in her. She's probably fifty like, something. Early sixties. <laughs> I'm not saying cast her. I'm just saying get someone like that. You know. Perfect. This girl was just a terrible actress, and you know, it was like you, know, you could just tell that people were just saying, "Oh, she's gold." That's just so funny. Her saying that. It's not. Kind of annoying. It, it seems. It seems her line very cool. But everybody else, I really like. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. I, uh, you know, my my problem with it is that it's. Although I agree with you, she was the worst of the new characters. I liked Robin, the new character from uh, the ice cream shop. Did you know who Robin was? No, please tell us because uh, Stranger Things has been out for two weeks. So please tell us, tell us this breaking news of who who the actress is. You already know because I just found out today. You already know. (laughs) Yes, of course. But please tell tell our listeners. (laughs) She is the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. Really. D- Brian, can you believe did, that? Brian, can you hear the crunching over uh, through the crunching of your breadsticks? Did did you know that? I did know it uh, like a day two after it released, and I saw the article about who she was. Well, I'm curious if PMR knew who Ethan Hawke was before he read that article. <laughs> he had no idea. Did y'all know Ethan Hawke cheated on Uma Thurman? Mm-hmm. 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 With. I bet with that girl's uh, nanny, because I think it was with a nanny he cheated on her with. So there you go. It's always the nanny. Our new segment, Scandals and Animals. Scandals and Animals. Nanny Scandals. Nanny Scandals. And welcome back to another edition of Nanny Scandals. <laughs> well, I liked her. I liked her. I thought she did a good job. And Steve, of course, is me, was the best part of the whole series. He's He went from being a, a total clod to a... Total God. Wow, that's good. 
from Claude that's to gold. God. That's gold. That's gold that's right gold. there, Jerry. No, I, I agree with you. I enjoyed it. I liked it. most of the new characters except for the little girl. Uh, but my problem is that the, the cast just keeps getting bigger. And at some point, it's going to be a little bit too big. And I thought it almost got to that tipping point that, you know, you had to have the characters at the beginning, as you said, Podman Ron, for the first four episodes or whatever. Everybody, you know, kind of goes their separate ways and goes on their own little Scooby adventures and all that. And that's, you know, kind of part of the part of it. You kind of have to do that, I guess. Uh, But by the time everybody started coming together, it's like it's just almost too many people. You know, we've introduced Robin. We got the little girl, uh, the Russian guy. Is he going to be, or the not the Russian guy, but the conspiracy guy that helped him out? Right, is right. Is he going to be part of the gang now? You know, it's just to He's me, it feels like it. it's going to get a little bit bloated, to where you don't get as much time with, well, like the uh, the sister and what's the, the boyfriend? They the their brat? story was kind of non-existent almost it was kind of yeah they were really boring i mean he was like did that guy have any lines yeah he he was yeah then just screaming nancy Nancy! that's all he he did i mean he was he had like zip personality and yeah and really she other than look good she didn't really have any type Mm -hmm. of other than screaming and looking good i mean she was at that although i liked I liked their story. Them, they themselves did nothing for me. They they had right. like zero charisma or zero anything. It was just kind of like, ugh. I like Gary Boosie's son to death. I kind of think they, uh, I kind of think they reduced his part because of the whole uh, cocaine bust. Oh, Airport. that's right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, he he was. Hell, it looked like he was on cocaine the whole episode, the whole uh, eight or nine episodes. I it mean, may have been. like he was out of it. Um, they probably reduced his part because he was in mandatory rehab. <laughs> you talked about uh, the cast expanding. Well, you know what happens when a cast expands? A spinoff. It's time for a spinoff. That's so right. I'm sure we're going to have a you know a Stranger Things spinoff here being announced in the next. Uh, I give it two or three months. We're gonna have a, a spinoff being announced. I mean, along I, I could almost go with a Strangest Dustin, things. A, Dustin, Steve, and Robin spinoff. You know, we. Well, yeah, I, I would. I would love to see just Dustin and Steve like open a detective agency. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yes. A la Simon and Simon. They. They are the most. They are the two most entertaining things about that episode. I mean, about that whole thing. The full it's 80s. Really Robin, uh, I, and I thought Robin fit in right perfectly. Yeah, she was I, great. I, you know, whenever well, she could be their secretary. Were, yeah, whenever those three were on on the screen, it was like, okay, now this is good. But like the rest of those kids, I mean, whew, I I just I don't know. I mean, we can we can do Stranger Things without all of those other kids. They need to stay in school. <laughs> just. Eh. They could just write them out by saying, oh, they just kind of stuck, stayed in school and, uh, quit having adventures. They just got involved in girls. That's it. Well, here's my only gripe. I enjoyed it. I just have two gripes. One, like it was solely like, uh, the script would just limp along with like 80s reference, 80s reference, you know, but it's just like any time there was a lull in the story, it's like, oh, you know, hole an 80s reference in there, you know. But uh, what was the point of that code that they decrypted? Oh, the uh, the Russian code? Yeah, what, what was the Russian using it for? Because clearly he worked in the basement, so why is he sending the code up? Do you just not want to go upstairs? Maybe. I thought they were getting they were getting supplies or something. I think that's what it was. Well, they were. Yeah. But what was the point? Like they're bringing the supplies in. It wasn't like anybody was investigating the shipments coming into the mall. What were they communicating like, about and everything? So yeah, why they just didn't? Why they they just didn't get on the phone and go, "Hey, can you bring some supplies to the back?" Yeah, he, yeah. Just uh, put these boxes in there. It didn't. It made no sense why they were sending that code out. One and two. How the hell could Steve decrypt it because of that uh, uh, merry-go-round thing or that that carousel horse? 
He it isn't it like he was broadcasting. He wasn't broadcasting that that code from the food court. It showed him broadcasting it in the basement. You know, I think this is a case where you're just reading a little bit too much into it. You just got to go with that strange flow. It's strange. We don't know why. It's just strange. It was strange. I, didn't mean that. I wish they had shown like a uh, a room full of uh, Will Byers like dummies to explain where they found that one to throw in the lake in the first season. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> was that a dummy? Yeah, don't you remember like they found him floating in the in the lake and they're like, Oh, they found the body, they found oh, the body. Yeah. It was only like it was only like two days after he went missing. So in two days they were able to make a mock up a, a, a mock up of his body that his own mother believed was yeah. him. Uh and dump it in the lake. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, don't remember, I, don't, I don't hardly remember even season. Yeah, I don't remember season one too much. No, that's just sad. That is just sad. Whoever said that? Jonah. Jonah, uh, Jonah agrees. I'm just not a big uh, season one fan. You know, I, I like season two. All right. So what what was this season about? We had we introduced the the Russians or underneath the mall and they're opening the portal. Uh, and that's pretty much it, right? They, they, instead of the demigorgon, we had the mind flayer, uh, that was the big bad, and they killed, they absorbed people, I guess, and, uh, was going after L. I don't know, what, did it have a purpose other than just absorbing people? Yeah, they were just trying to re, uh, redo the experiments that we had shut, that our government had shut down. But and, and look, they were already trying to do it, but they tried it at other facilities and it wouldn't work. That's why they set they basically set up in Hawkins. But let me ask you this: Okay, they built a mall, but like that facility was like three miles underground. How how long do you think it took them to build that facility? Because I, I would assure you, I would assure you, it's more than a year. <laughs> The Russians are, Brian, but you got to think, Russians are a little bit more hard worker than That's they are. right. We're lazy Americans. You know, we're lazy Americans. Communist Russia could get a lot of shit done within a short amount of time. I mean, you weren't, you weren't around in the 80s. You didn't know how it was. <laughs> you don't know how it was. You didn't know what new Coke tasted like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Me and Brad were there. Yeah, we lived it. That's right. We lived that. <clears throat> that mall lifestyle. We, we lived in fear of Russians being Russians the underneath the gap. Yeah. <laughs> we had mine. that fear every time we went to the mall. The Russians. Yeah. Our uh, parents, parents would give us a handful of quarters and just pray we were okay as we walked to the arcade. Yeah. I hope the Russians don't do them. I bet I'll have one of those underground gas, uh, you know, secret hideouts. So at the end of this, we, uh, we've learned that L loses her powers, right? She quit having nosebleeds though. <clears throat> yeah, so, so that's a plus. That's a that plus. Uh, that's a plus. Will's family like, moves like, away. And, uh, uh, the, arguably the star of the show, uh, the sheriff, dis- uh, seems to sacrifice himself. I really dug the fact that all season it was like an homage to Don Johnson. You mean the, uh, Magnum, Magnum. P.I.? I'm not, oh, you're right, you're right. I'm same not, thing. Yeah, Magnum P.I. About yeah. the same. Can I just say the most awkward moment for me for the whole series was when at the very last episode and Joyce comes out and she sees Will and she hugs Will and then Elle's looking for Magnum or whatever the guy's name is. Right. And, and – she looks at Joyce, and Joyce is just hugging Will, and Joyce looks at her, and Eleven realizes that, you know, Hopper is dead, and uh, Joyce looks at her, and she's just crying and <clears throat> not going over there. No one goes to console her, yeah. No, she's just staring at her like she's, she's hugging Will, hugging her son, but the girls over there just collapsing, you know, all alone, realized that her adoptive father is dead, 
and uh, she's just staring at her while it's happening. It was just weird. You know, it's kind of, I felt very uncomfortable. I was like, why don't, why don't you walk over there and say, hey, Will, you're good. I'm going to go check on the L because they're, you know, Magnum P.I. just got right. murdered. But no, it just, uh, she just sat there and stared. Just let L11 just kind of collapse in grief. So I thought that was a very awkward moment in the series. Uh, just as awkward as when uh, Han Solo dies and, and Leia walks right past you. No one, no one cares too. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like that. It was like a little bit of that kind of a moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least, but at least, you know, she just walked by on it. She wasn't like staring at him, like, you know, staring daggers at him. It was just weird. It was a weird uh, directoral uh, thing. Weird I choice. I, I, kept, I kept going, well, aren't you going to walk over there to her? But no, no, I'm just going to sit there and cry and stare at her. Uh, Brian, what did you think of uh, the season overall? I enjoyed it. Uh, but, yeah, I had, I had issues with it. I mean, it, it, it went straight. There was hardly any horror in this, this season at all. Right. It, it's like Except they, they went straight. Acting. The little wow. girl's acting was the horror. They went straight comedy. This was like, uh, this is like, um, you know, you had Evil Dead and then you had like Evil Dead 2. This was Evil Dead 2. You know, this was, they, uh, it was all camp. It was, it was all for the, right. for the laughs. It was, there, there wasn't a moment where I was like tense or was scared, like even slightly. Oh. So. Well, like I said, the horror the horror moments was the little girl interacting, but other than that, I mean, there was nothing really. Although there was nothing scary, I, I did enjoy the monster stuff better than. It just you know why I liked it. It just seemed simple. It, it wasn't that whole upside down and explaining all that bullshit. That that got so confusing and just so out of whack. It didn't make no goddamn sense. So. This time around, it was just like, here's a fucking monster, you know, <laughs> just here. And it gets bigger when these people melt into it. Eh, there you go. And you know what? That was good enough for my small little pea brain. <laughs> All right. It was good. I got it. I got it. Big monster. <laughs> we don't need a complicated plot. It's kind of hard to do. Yeah. I got it. I, I can deal with it. So. I, I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, it moved kind of slow to begin with, <clears throat> but I really enjoyed the last few. And you know, I know, I, I know we we pick at stuff like the Russian stuff underneath the mall and all that. And yeah, you're right. I mean, that's there's no way. But suspicion of disbelief. Just sit back and kind of enjoy what it was. It was a good homage to you know eighty shit, the malls, and I mean. Looking back at some of the mall stuff was really kind of cool, even though it was filmed at Gwinnett Place, which you know they, which is kind of cool, but yeah. like in our backyards practically. So I feel like when they were in the convenience store, and um, Lucas and who uh, was it, Dustin? Well, uh, Lucas and Will had that argument about New Coke, the taste of New Coke versus the taste of Old Coke. That hit like maximum absurdity for me. That hit what? I'm sorry. Maximum absurdity when they were sitting there arguing for like two, oh, three I, minutes I, of the episode. Yeah, about new coat versus coat classic. Yeah, they did that with a couple of things though, and that you know it was like no, it, was my, it was that whole Captain Marvel type thing, like hits you over the head. We're in the '80s. We're in the '80s, kind of like Captain Marvel, kept, you know, with the '90s. Right. They just slamming in your face. We're in the 80s. This is the 80s. It's like, we got it. We got it. Because you actually didn't need that. You know, I, I like the subtle stuff. I didn't like, I didn't like the, like you were saying, Brian, the, the, the stuff that they just tried to shove in your face, you know. Cause I mean, if you think about it, the mall, I mean, seeing how packed that mall was, I remember when the mall used to be that packed. I mean, you know, then that's where people hung out was the fucking mall. Not no more. Nobody hangs out at the mall anymore. Why is that? Because now they just hang out on their computer. No one's social anymore. Well, what's that? 
It's sad. It's very sad. All right. Well, so. any, uh, anything else, uh, Brian? How's dinner going? We just wrapped up. <clears throat> oh, so you, What'd you eat? So you can go for another hour? I can go for another hour. No. No, I don't think we can stretch another hour out of this. Well, All I got right. the, uh, I got the, uh, what is it, the, uh, uh, pasta mitras, where it's got the mitras cheese <laughs> and the, uh, mm. uh, mixed in with like the, uh, olive oil. The, was this from the old spaghetti factory? It is from the old spaghetti factory. Wow. A fine restaurant that I wish we still had locally. Ours closed down about eight years ago. I mean, ours are. Yes. Well, Atlanta. The one in Atlanta. Don't you remember we went there? Hold on. Well, this is a funny anecdote. You remember the last time we went there, um, the waiter had padded all our tips, and Nancy caught it. And so we we were all calling and and disputing our transaction. He added added like three or four dollars to everybody's tip. I do remember that. Oh my god! It was like it was last time. By the time the next time we went to go eat there, they had shut down. <laughs> oh, well, I was like, if we need the four dollars, just let him have it. Oh my god! Uh, what did y'all think about the new James Bond? About oh. time. I'm sorry. Here's, this is what this is what I, what they don't get. Like these movie producers. Well, first of all, what what is the videos. news about before you go? What is the news about James Bond? Uh, well, that, one thing, she's really not going to be the new James Bond. Right? No, but we'll right back. I mean, it's, it's going to be a thing. He's retired, and she steps in. She's James Bond, and then I'm sure she'll be murdered or something. And. They'll have to resume James Bond, whatever. I don't know. Well, no, they're saying they're saying that she's when we pick up the movie, uh, James Bond is is retired, and she's inherited his uh, his, his number. agent number 007, right? And so James comes in, tries to pull his old tricks, flirts with her, tries to hit on her, and it's not working. And uh, so they're establishing her as you know, no nonsense. She's you know, it's she's the she's the spy for the Me Too movement. Yep. The Me Too era, right? Um, the problem with this is, and the problem they don't get with, you know, uh, Ghostbusters when they did it, right? Here's They've done this. If they actually do try to take it to the next step and, and say, okay, well, she's the new 007, James Bond is gone. <coughs> we had, we've had agent movies like this before, right? We had Salt with Angelina Jolie. We had Atomic Blonde, yeah. right? They've tried this numerous times, and it has not gone over well. And the problems, it's not misogynistic. It's not any of that. It's the fact that the guy, the primary, primary person to go see an action movie is, a, is an, a, an adult male. And it's a, it's a fantasy fulfillment that you could be that guy. <sighs> right. It has nothing well, to do with looking down on women or anything. It has nothing no, to do with it. It's, it's your demographic. You know, it's a, it's a fantasy that they could be that guy, that they could be that hero. They're trying to live vicariously through James Bond. Well, you can't live vicariously through Jane Bond if you're a dude. Because I can't relate to it. You can't relate to it. That's right. So that's the problem. Like Salt was an okay movie. I didn't feel, you know, I saw it eventually. I, like Atomic Blonde looked looked fine, yeah, but I didn't fine. feel I didn't feel compelled to go see it. I, I gotta say, Tommy Bond had some of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in a movie, but the movie was kind of just boring. Yeah, Tommy Bond looked really good. To date, I've never seen it. I've never like it's on HBO for free. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna watch it right now if I want to, and I just yeah, I, I just click past it. Just watch so the like, fight there's, scenes. There's a mentality problem. Yeah. So I think uh, Sunny in Philadelphia did it best when they did the. Uh, the episode. Did you ever see that episode? The Bob. Oh, I've seen it. The Bob's Challenge. You know, redo with just all women. Yeah, yeah. The Bob's. Yeah. Think that was so funny. I mean, it it was one of the best episodes because they hit the net. That's what they talked about. They talked about them, you know, redoing 
movies with just women in them and like you know well, think about it like, huh? we're all married if you told your wife hey you probably want to go see this movie because the chick in this movie beats the shit out of everybody does that sound like it's going to be you know something my wife your wife no, Brad's wife wants to go see i don't care about that so so you're missing the mark it's like you're saying okay we're marketing this movie as an action movie but predominantly women don't care about action movies so who's your audience at that point the, the men, but the men want to like live vicariously through the action hero, and they can't. And there's a disconnect because it's a female hero. So like, there's it. It gets wonky. Not 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 for you know. The, uh, there's anything wrong necessarily with having a female lead as an action hero, other than the fact that the movies just don't do well. I totally agree. So, uh, Totally agree, totally agree, totally agree. So it'll be, you know, everybody will, and when they, when it flops, like, you know, they always do, when they'll, oh, it's because men can't accept. No, it's not that we can't accept that I could care less for that. I mean, you know, I was looking forward to the female Ghostbuster, but it wasn't funny. Sorry. I mean, it was. Well, and see, here's the thing with, with Ghostbusters is it's not even an action movie. It's just a comedy. Of all of them that should have had a chance of being successful, Ghostbusters should have. Yeah, but they right, weren't I mean, funny. I mean, it was just... But they're right, they weren't funny. Oh, my God. It, it was like... Which is a shame, because all those women are funny. <laughs> That's what was weird about it. <clears throat> so, anyway. But uh one more little bit of news. Did y'all see uh, about the Thor 4 news? Tell us. Hello? Yes, tell us. Tell us about Thor 4. Uh, Thor 4? Thor Thor? Thor 4. Taika, what's his name? Wakiti? Yeah, Wakiti. Yes. Takiti Wakiti. Yeah, Takiti Wakiti. He's back in. Takiti Wakiti is, uh, is directing it. It's going to be, uh, he's on board. So there will be a Thor 4. Uh, for those of y'all who, uh, love Thor Ragnarok. Which is really all of us. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was one of the better Marvel movies. So, yeah, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Lisa, I'm really looking forward to what Marvel announces. It's got to be a surprise announcement. They they can't leave Phase 4 with just the turds that they're leaving. Uh, Supposedly, there may be a Brian May Scoop and X-Men announcement here. Well, did you guys see what I posted, what I sent you guys about uh, hitting the background of Spider-Man? No. What? All right. So at the end of Spider-Man, you see <clears throat> Avengers Tower. So you know, you know, Tony sold Avengers Tower, and it's under construction. If you look at the bottom of Avengers oh, yeah. Tower, there's this, yeah. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got the uh, the uh, fencing up, and it says, well, "We can't wait to show you what comes next." It's got one, two, three, and then a question mark. But the three is a blue three with or a blue circle with a white three in it. No, it's, like, it's, uh, really? it's a it's a Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so, we talked about this. But uh, yeah. we're not getting that stuff. Any of that's not going to happen until D twenty three. Like the, Marvel's not making any announcements at D twenty three. The Russo brothers are here making an announcement, but everybody's thinking it's that announcement about they're doing like a, a fan appreciation tour for Avengers where they're they, going to do like different screenings and bring in oh my God. I mean, this celebrities is, and stuff. I'm glad you, I mean, this is getting a little ridiculous, right? <laughs> I mean, even for people that like the movie, it's like, just let it go. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying so hard trying to beat Avatar. James Cameron. Yeah. They just want to beat James Cameron. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing though. At some point, you browbeat people out of you know. I mean, it's like you're not you're not beating James Cameron if you're constantly like right re-releasing, trying to beat him, and you're putting out different versions of it, and you're doing all this stuff, and it's like you're really not beating him. I mean, uh, like the re-release that shouldn't have counted. I mean, you're you're re-releasing the thing. I mean, James Cameron didn't re-release it. I mean, yeah. Going around and doing tours and whatever to to get people to go watch it. I mean, after a while, it's kind of like you're pandering is what you're doing, and it's kind of (laughs) sad. I mean, 
I love the movie and I hate Avatar and I would love for it to beat Avatar, but, and I still don't understand how Avatar is where it's at, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't beat it, you just don't beat it. Sorry. I mean, just stop. Stop. Go make another movie. Go make another movie. Who, I mean, trust me, I love the Russo brothers. They do a fantastic job, but just kind of, just stop. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Endgame. We, we got it. It's a great movie. I can't wait to see it again, but. Whew. <laughs> Enough's enough, people. Enough's enough. God. I, you know what? I, I want to go see. There's only one movie left. I, two movies left I want to see this summer. It's, it's been a horrible movie, summer movie. I mean, there's just been nothing good out. And I want to go see. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I want to go see that Hobbs and Shaw, and that's it. <laughs> my, my summer will be complete. I mean, because mm-hmm. all the summer has been has been fucking Disney remakes of cartoons and fucking Marvel movies. So it's like there is nothing, nothing original out anymore. I mean, it's just, ugh. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Spider-Man. I love Avengers Endgame. And, you know, I love my Marvel movies. But, like, these these stupid Disney remakes, it's like, come on. I mean, can y'all do something else? Anyway. Yeah, well, the thing that for me is, like, when they're remaking movies that don't need to be remade. Right. I mean, there's no point. I mean, Lion King is, a, is why? I mean, it's, there's no point in it. Just watch the original. Well, like, Aladdin did really well, right? It's, the, it's Will Smith's number one grossing movie. Like, so Aladdin did really well. Uh, but nobody really said, we need this. There wasn't, yeah, like, I mean, anything that wasn't already done. Right. And that, that, that Robin Williams didn't do better. So, and then now you've got, like, Lion King, which everybody's like, uh, again, it didn't need to be done, and the animation's creepy as hell, apparently. So, the, uh, everybody's talking about like that. What's the, the, uh, uh, there's a term for it, but when the CGI just doesn't look right, like there's, yeah, it doesn't. Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, there's nothing original this year. I mean, there's nothing original. Just, uh, it just, it's just a, Terrible summer movie. I mean, I, I, I debated. I wanted to go to a movie all weekend and it was like, there's just nothing playing. I was like, you go see Spider-Man again? And I'm like, I'm wanting to go see it again, but man, I wanted to see something different. And there was just, there was just nothing, nothing at the movies. So I just opted out not to see anything. Screw it. So hey, I'm about to walk into this, uh, this Chuck Jones gallery. And this place looks like the old Warner Brothers store. Like, I'll, uh, huh? Uh, is it like six o'clock there? <laughs> yes, uh, seven. Um, what did you do? Walk out of your hotel room and eat? Where, where were you recording at? At dinner. At dinner. We went to, I told you we were at a restaurant. We were at oh, the old theater factory. Dude. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. man. Anyway, I'm going to send you guys a video of this Chuck, Chuck Jones gallery because it looks pretty legit. So I guess yeah. we're ending the podcast. At least I am. <laughs> Feel free to talk amongst yourselves. But. All right, Brian. All right. We'll end it. All right, let's end it, and we'll uh, catch up with Brian in San Diego. But until next time. Favor for the podcast. Can't they handle this? What about Captain Marvel? And right. like Nick Fury said, don't you dare speak her name or something like that. Yeah, he said you, really weird. Yeah, You keep her weird. name out of your mouth. Like that's yeah. what he said, something along those lines. And it was like weird. Well, now, in retrospect, it's because it was Talos. And they basically worship Captain Marvel. Right, that's right. right? Well, now, that's funny you said that now because, yeah, I thought it was weird. What, but I didn't really think about it anymore. But, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> And then you see they're filing a report with Nick, and Nick looks like he's on a beach somewhere, and uh, they basically say, well, it got dicey. Yeah, we gave him we gave him Tony's glasses, like you said. It got dicey there for a while, but it all worked out in the end, basically. 
So they're following that report. Nick stands up. He walks out. He's not on a beach. He's like in a hollow. A holodeck. Um, holodeck. He walks out. He's on some giant spaceship, and there's scrolls everywhere on the spaceship. And, uh, and, and, and Talos did say, you know, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to keep this up. Everybody keeps asking where the Avengers are at. So, and why why do they keep asking that? Because they showed them the uh, memorial at the very f- beginning that all of them were dead. They're all dead. So why why are people asking about these characters that were memorializing? So weird. Yeah, that was kind of, kind of weird. But well, we still got Avengers. But you, but here's the thing: it's eight months later, so the Avengers are established. We don't know who the Avengers team is now, but the Avengers were probably established in that eight month period. What that, what the team is, right? Just the, you know, so maybe not a huge threat, but they're still working, you know, they're still working. So is it Bucky? Is it, is it Sam? Is it, you know, is it Captain Marvel? Is it Scarlet Witch? You know, or not Scarlet Witch. I guess she's still, no, she's back. But who's the Avengers? Right, because apparently they've established that there is an Avengers team post in game, but, but now what, they're called, they, like people are wondering where they're at and why they're not responding to things. Well, what I'm really so. sucks about that scene also, though, is like, okay, Nick Fury. So the scrolls aren't bad guys because Nick Fury's working with them. So right. it would have been better if they would have woken up. Nick Fury would have been a chamber of captured by the scrolls, or you know, then it would have been like, oh. oh, the scrolls are bad guys, you know. But now there's also another comment that was made early in the movie that kind of teases the 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 post post credit scene was Nick and Maria are walking around, and Nick says something like along the lines of, "I thought everybody knew that the Krees were in hiding on Earth," like he says something along those lines. But he references the Cree on Earth. Right? So, I mean, I'm, I, the assumption is they're flipping it to where it's the Cree, the Cree Scroll War, but the Scroll are the good guys. Um, I, I, I guess so. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's the thing that's, that makes the most sense at this point is the scrolls of the good guys sucks. and it's the Kree scroll war and that's where the Avengers are. They're out in space fighting this war. Which kind of sucks is because then you, you know, the scrolls are a good guy, good bad guys and, uh, secret invasion is a cool idea. So I guess. Well, just their power set leans towards more of a villain, right? I mean, it's right, deception. Right, absolutely. Like, like deception's like, like an evil superpower. And they've always been villains, so. So, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. All right. Well, Brad gave it a four, and we gave it a five. So, Marvel's still on the track. But they do need to. They need to start working a little bit harder. It feels like. For me, I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm just saying I'm getting bored of them awfully quick. Uh, oh, guys, I gotta go. All right. Well, until next time. Save it for the podcast.